0: Hello and welcome to this edition of the Podcast. I'm Simon. And I'm Jamie. And in this special episode, which is our 7th anniversary episode, we are redoing our first teaser episode. Um, which was, was it right for the Federation to sign the Treaty of Aldron? Should the Federation have cloaking technology? We're redoing that. Um, as it's the first in the series of ones, but I'll go into that later i suppose but because it's me and jamie we have a guest
1: rick rick's back <laughs> that's the only sentence i know in klingon and it actually is relevant for a change
2: what, what is it what does it mean deactivate the
1: cloaking device <laughs>
2: <laughs> nice rick
1: it's not back. something i get to use very often
2: <laughs> perfect time to use it then when it, as you say when it's relevant
1: how you doing, guys?
2: Good, thanks. How are you?
1: Oh, just dandy, thanks.
2: Good. Got it's, my it's coffee
1: lovely. and I'm ready to go.
2: It's lovely to have you back on. I think I, I think the last time we were was um I think it was about beginning year, of last...
0: last year, yeah. Cause yeah. Jane, we got very confused trying to work that out previously. Yes.
2: <laughs> and you joined us for our uh, our TP, un... TP uh, unscripted episode, the first part.
1: Yeah, I, was... I believe you. I...
2: <laughs> Wasn't that when, saw so, when you were doing um? Oh, what was it? Uh, Five
0: million point three billion extra episodes because it was lockdown.
2: Well, no, what I mean specifically is with when we had Rick on for that episode, it was the episodes, the, uh, the, the drawing thing, wasn't it? You were doing that thing on Twitter, wasn't you?
0: Yes. Pictionary.
1: Oh, Pictionary. Right. That's, it. Yeah. Yeah. that's right. Yeah. yeah. See, I'm terrible <laughs> about remembering what podcasts I'm on. I know I was here, but. <laughs> yeah, you have to remind me what we talked about because I, I'm, I I'm
2: surprised I remembered the picture thing to be honest, and considering <laughs> my lack of sleep at the moment. So I'm actually surprised I remembered that.
0: <laughs> I can't really remember what we said in that one because we made that one up and I made that up like, yeah, I think that was like three weeks ahead of time, but you know, whatever. No uh, yeah. change there. So this one because we haven't done it since, and Canon has changed significantly since we last did this. We thought it would be interesting to discuss again the moral and ethical dilemmas surrounding the Federation's decision to sign the Treaty of Aldron in 2311, a piece of code making it illegal for them to use the technology. Just to see whether my inner Jamie opinions have changed its opinion on it, because I think at that point in time we we didn't personally know Rick. I knew Rick because of the because of Starbase Six, but I didn't personally know him. So it's a very interesting thing to get a new fresh opinion on an old
2: topic yeah and we i said we me and son we've re-listened to the episode recently just to kind of refresh our memories because we couldn't remember what we said and rick has said because done his research you've listened to it as well haven't you rick
1: i have yeah and i i even read some memory alpha <laughs> <Sorry>. yes yes <laughs> uh
2: we, we we probably will be referring to said what's on on a memory Alpha. of the well i said of a treaty of on so um so yeah this should be should be interesting so should we should we crack straight on with it then
0: yeah where, where do you want to start Jamie? um
2: <laughs> 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 i shouldn't
1: have said that i should have said that <laughs> should we crack on it well where, where do you want to start hmm well i've got a have got a, an observation after listening to to y'all's first show go on um <laughs> the treaty of algeron has always kind of confused me um which it, it, you know, based on what y'all said in, you know, what was it? Uh, seven uh, years, seven ago. years ago. Seven years ago. Math is tricky. Especially in the morning. It's my subject, Rick, so I completely understand that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I never quite understood why the Federation would give up such an obvious advantage. And y'all were talking about it from the standpoint of the Federation was on the losing side of the treaty that never even occurred to me, but that makes total sense. And the fact that that never even occurred to me was somewhat telling, mm. uh, cause it up until that point, I just assumed that the Federation had won the Romulan war, um, and just out of beneficence or, you know, goodwill or whatever agreed to not use a cloaking device. Um, uh, yeah. I mean which didn't which didn't track well I said the Treaty
2: of Algeron it came about because of the tomad incident which i think cost like thousands of lives so that's why the Treaty of Algeron was specifically drawn up to try to save lives and obviously that led to a with the robins at least for the next 60 years mm-hmm. so if you're looking at it from the perspective of yes they should have done and they shouldn't have cocaine technology that's a huge that's a huge benefit from it the amount of lives that were saved because if they hadn't signed it, think of how many more lives would have been lost. It, it would have it probably would have gone into the possibly hundreds of thousands. Who knows? It could have an all out war. Who knows how, what would have happened? So when you're kind of looking at it from that standpoint, I can totally understand and, and agree with why they did.
0: I, I think because we were talking about it before, it was based. Uh, I had it as a space treaty of Versailles kind of Mm -hmm. thing but in some ways i think it's also um a detente i think it's also a form of detente as well it's also got that element to it and i think what's interesting is what i didn't realize before and i was i was watching a video about a week ago two weeks ago Uh, Certifiably in game Did a a video on Specialties that each race Has Something occurred to me that What the Romulans Don't really specialise in Is like Sensors and defence Because if you think about it If you think about unification What happened How did um, Data and Picard get Get to Romulus What did they use? Cloaks,
1: burn, cloaks, burn
0: and freight, and they Mm. just beamed down. They just they orbited um, Romulus and just beamed down. So they don't have adequate defense against cloaking technology. So what's the first thing you're gonna sign and say? Don't do that. We're gonna level out the playing field a bit. That you're gonna make your opponent not be allowed to do the thing that you aren't defensible against.
2: Quick, I've just questions just occurred to me, and again, it it's might have been the risk. I don't know, but I, with with the Federation civically not being allowed to use cloaking technology, was did that mean before, prior to twenty three eleven they'd already tried to experiment with it or something?
1: Um, I well probably not. Well,
2: <sighs> because I thought myself, why have that as a clause in the treaty? Well, the
1: yeah. odd thing with. The-
0: term incident is, if you go by the literature that's on there, and it's not particularly canon, but it's what we've got, apparently what happened was a Romney warbird hit a Federation colony cloaked at warp. And the Singularity Claw, the Singularity Claw blew up. And everyone died. Which ah. is a very weird scenario, because it's like they went, they got it wrong, yet the Federation's got
1: to pay for it. And, and that's, that's why I... See, uh, I was say, that is completely yeah. not like you said. It's not really can- it's not canon at all. <laughs> it's uh, and it sounds like it's from one of the I, and you know I'm just guessing just reading the write up of the Tombed incident, the apocryphal, uh, you know, very brief synopsis of the novel sounds like it's not one of the very good ones. Because it really sounds like a, a, a very dodgy situation. And this is one of the reasons I stopped reading the novels. Some of them are really good, but some of them are absolute dreck. Um, but so, you know, publishers knew they'd make money.
0: <laughs> so is it safe to say that's probably not what happened then? I would think not.
1: Um, I was
2: going to say, because if, if that was the case, then why would the Federation get the blame? Why, you know, why... it's if, if, they didn't have cloaking technology during that incident, and if it was a the Romulans, then that well, that doesn't really make much sense. I mean, the only thing I could suggest is maybe some sort of power play from the Romulans. That means so the first thing that springs
0: advantage. to mind is another uh, allegory. I think it may have been another kind of Pearl Harbor, something like that with cloaked Federation ships, and the Romulans
1: went, ah, 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 not doing that again. Yeah, because the the other thing that that uh, supposedly in that in that uh, that write up of the Tomed thing was that the supposed the 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 thousands of Federation lives lost because because this is the thing the, the the cloaked Romulan ship crashes into an outpost at warp, its singularity fails and then destroys thirteen other outposts, which tells me that the person writing it has no idea how big space is. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: It's the thing is, It's really big.
1: Yeah. Because the thing is, obviously, you know,
2: cloaking—if <laughs> it's done right, coking technology can be used safely. Yeah. So I get why, because of the incident. Obviously, you know, thousands of—but it's the whole Federation can't have it, which is what, which is that just a very interesting thing. It's like, well, it's the Rom- If the Romulans crashed into them, then it's their fault, not the Federation. And mm-hmm. if the Federation can't use coking technology, then why should the Romulans? It, because it was from their side. So surely it should be a clause in the treaty that they shouldn't be able to use it anymore either.
1: Yeah, I'm I, and the other confusing thing about the whole uh Treaty of Algeron is that it's clear that the Klingon, or the Romulans rather are not overly precious about their cloaking devices because the Klingons are using them. Mm. And while it would be easy to say, well, the Klingons came up with it on their own, obviously, once we get to Enterprise Incident and the Romulans are using uh, D-7s, uh, there's clearly an exchange of technology going on between the Romulan Empire and the Klingon Empire. Mm. Uh, now, we, I mean, we know that the, the the production reason for that was it was cheaper to get use the AMT <laughs> <laughs> battle cruiser <laughs> models for that, but... Um, but you know they needed an in-universe explanation for that, and and it, it, you know the Romulans and the Klingons were allies for a while. Uh, so I've I've always been of the belief that Klingon, uh, tra- uh sure, Jesus, oh, <laughs> my brain just got all tangled up. Klingon cloaking technology is is Romulan. Hmm. I think
2: that makes sense. So, uh,
0: it's yeah, it's an interesting thing. And, I, again, I always think that Tredo sounds like something from Star Wars, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> just... <laughs> and I, th- I think there's something that I... And, again, it's the whole reason I wanted to do it again because Canon's sort of caught up with everything. And with Discovery now coming out, it makes it more interesting because of the whole Section 31, what they're up to. So what was the... Whole, like, I don't... It, kind of makes it even more complicated because you've got section 31 with this tech the whole long the whole time so in some ways starfleet already is breaking it Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and it's not the first time that's actually happened i mean if you think of deep space 9 obviously um cisco obviously you know the romulans gave them the cloak and technology in return for intelligence from dominion and in the search you did have that romulan um
0: uh, Martha has so it on.
2: for one episode. Yeah, and the yeah. thing was, and they were like, meant to be like <laughs> looking after the cloak, but it's like, oh yeah, you're only meant to use this in the gamma quadrant. But as we know, there were a couple of instances where Cisco actually used it in the alpha quadrant.
1: So it, it was as as effective as the as the uh, galactic speed limit. They mentioned it yeah. twice and then went, we're doing whatever we want now. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, that screws the plot up. We're not using that again. We're not having <laughs> fold up w- w- walk themselves again. Just no. We'll just change that. It. No, it's not a six anymore. It's an eight. It's an eight.
2: Because obviously, you know, the thing about uh, cloak ships is obviously, you know, they can be used as a form of attack or even defence. If you think of, if you have a cloak ship, it can be it can be very useful, particularly if you're behind enemy lines, You need to sneak through to get to safety or wherever you're going to go having cloaked ships could be very useful and you know kind of you know as admiral pressman kind of said in in pegasus like you know that's put us at a strategic disadvantage for 60 years and you know i'm not saying what he did was right he went about it completely the wrong way but i do think he brings up a valid point you know
1: well i you know i've been thinking about this ever since you asked me to come on and talk about this and you know yes on the one hand uh cloaking is a very valuable uh tactical advantage when you're at war Mm. um and it seems like everybody uses it except the federation
2: yeah and and, you Uh. know the thing is you could argue that obviously the federation are a a peaceful organization that is technically true but there have been so many instances where they've been thrust into war where cloaking technology would have been useful like i don't know mm, the dominion war Mm -hmm. you know not just for the defiant but all of their ships so but
1: what if now now I, you know uh, uh, looking at Memory Alpha, it says that the Treaty of Algeron said that the Federation will not use or research cloaking technology. I don't know where that came from. I don't remember hearing those words spoken uh, anywhere in Canon. Um, and while I, I know that Canon is a is a tricky <laughs> thing with Star Trek for a myriad reasons. I novels. think, well, yeah, but the but the novels don't count for, <laughs> yeah. for the purposes of our discussion. <laughs> the novels can't count <laughs> because they can't, you know, they contradict each other all over the place. Um, I don't recall anyone saying anything about research. So I I put per- my 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 head cannon on this. Obviously, there's no uh, there's no establishment on this. And and this is before we had to deal with all the Section Thirty One crap, um, <laughs> which my opinions on Section Thirty One are well documented. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it maybe has was a smart move by the on the Federation's part because you know they stole a, a Romulan cloaking device. They have one. They know how it works. It's almost better to not handicap your ship. With a cloaking device that makes you unable to fight. You know, yeah, you can't be seen, but you can't fight either. And you don't have shields. Right. Oh, that's true, yes. If you get but, it, if you have, but if you have the technology, then you can learn to circumvent it. And what's better? Being cloaked and not being able to do anything, or having cloaked ships come after you and not know you can see them?
2: Good point. Very interesting point, Yeah.
1: I might as well just say it again. You're damned if you do,
0: you're damned if you don't. I said it the first
1: time, but. Well, obviously, the the whole crux of this, again, stepping outside the fourth wall, is that it made a great submarine allegory episode in Balance of Terror. And then they realized, holy crap, these things make any enemy way too powerful. And it's going to suck all the drama out of any situation if all (laughs) they can do is just fly up to ships and destroy them, like, you know, at will.
2: And the thing is, it's realistic, because you think any kind of technology, there's always strengths and there's always going to be a weakness. So like with the cloaking, as you said, Rick, you know, you can't see them, but they don't have shields and they can't fire when they're
1: cloaked. So, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But then you get get Nicholas Meyer, who uh, I highly recommend, if you haven't read or listened to uh, View from the Bridge, uh, I've done both. I own the book, and then the the audiobook came out last year, and I listened to it, and it's him reading, and it's great. Um, you know, read Nick Meyer's book because he is like, yeah, 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 canon, canon, whatever. I want to um, – I'm going to do this because I'm making a movie. I don't care what came before, you know, to a certain extent. He doesn't completely throw everything out, but, you know, he's like, I want to no-smoking sign on the bridge. Why? Because I want to no know smoking sign on the bridge. And so he was like, well, all right, this whole not being able to fight while cloaked is stupid. Let's let's have Chang have a ship that can do that. Um, you know, as as Spock himself said, military secrets are the most fleeting. So I would much rather have the technology to negate a cloak mm. so that we don't have another General Chang uh, episode.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think I think the kind of the other thing I was I remember said from from we first when we did this seven years ago is like. You know, there should be like some kind of clause in the treaty where you can use cloaking technology for a specific purpose, maybe in extreme circumstances. But then that 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 then throws up a whole other issue of how do you know they're not just going to be using it for their own ends anyway? How do you place it? <laughs> do you know?
1: Yeah, well, OK, here's another here's another uh, uh, conundrum with this discussion. <laughs> Um we're dealing with things that were set up in TOS. Now I love TOS. That's where I started. That's what I grew up watching. But if you think things are, are continuity is loose in later shows, <laughs> um someday I'm gonna go through and do a complete rewatch of TOS and just write down every contradiction and you know, starting with United Space Agency. And <laughs> <laughs> going right up until up to no women in, in in the captaincy and and just uh, so you know the treaty of algeron or the the fact that the federation was was not allowed to use cloaking technology was something that was you know thrown into balance of terror i think um, was it or was it not even mentioned until TNG um, no it was mentioned oh enterprise incident yeah, that's where it would have been say, yeah. yeah um so you know we're talking 1969 <laughs> uh and you know a throwaway line just to justify what was going on at the time
0: but would have been uh, that's season three as well so that really would have been that would have been kind of a show that they wouldn't think would have been would that got a show that got extra season that they didn't think it was gonna last
1: anymore yeah they were they were they in from their point of view, they were bailing the Titanic with a paper cup. They were just like, <laughs> we got to get this done so we can get paid. <laughs> um, so th- this is one of the reasons why I I, I used to be a, a huge canonista, uh, not voluntarily, not willingly. I would love to be able to read the books and just enjoy the stories, but part of my brain just keeps going, this isn't real. And the rest <laughs> of my brain is going, none of it's real, idiot. <laughs> and then they have this battle with my inside my head. Um yeah, they- yeah i mean i love
2: i love going off topic a bit but i do love when canon does work very nicely when it comes together when it works really well it's lovely
1: mm-hmm. it's like you,
2: you can tell that they really thought it through and gone okay so we know this happened at this point and then we know this writer put this in this whatever you know so yeah but as you but in some ways the contradictions are what makes it interesting so like as you say with this whole film Treaty of algeron it's the contradictions in itself of you know Exactly what's been going on and everything else that makes it interesting to discuss and complex. And as you said, so the whole thing with discovery as well, even more so.
1: Well, and also the, you know, the the whole, you know, Romulan, uh, you know, especially in the Enterprise incident, it was to, you know supposed to kind of be an echo of the Cold War. Uh, and you know, we get we get more of that in, in Star Trek Six, where you know the, the the Klingons, and in this instance, the Romulans have always been you know stand-ins for, uh, you know, the governments that you know the 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 earth's political situation at the time and the 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 cloaking device thing is a you know is a huge allegory for you know the nuclear standoff which when you're on a single planet you know verification is pretty easy you set off a nuke everyone knows it um, but you know like we saw in deep space 9 they put cloaked mines all over the place and you know I don't recall hearing any Romulan objections to them uh, Yeah which
2: is interesting if you think of the way from what memory alpha says what what it, what the treaty actually said it said cloaking technology so it wasn't just yeah. about ships it was cloaking so you know it's a cloaked mines or even cloaked planets stuff like that mm-hmm. So or
1: a cloaked hollow ship for yeah. moving yeah Even yeah. <laughs> However
2: or the Romulans just didn't know about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and that that's the point I was making is like how would they know unless, you know, now we've seen that there are plenty of Romulan spies in the Federation. Uh, whenever a a plotline needs one, <laughs> we, we get a new one. Um so, but but even that, I mean, no one person is going to be able to know everything that's going on. No. And uh and and one thing DS9 did really well, that I sometimes didn't mind in one particular instance, really hate uh, is, you know, both Iris Stephen bear and Ron Moore um, (laughs) there were very clear about their dislike of the strictures that Roddenberry and Berman put on writers. Mm. And so they couldn't wait to not have to do that stuff anymore. And that's when we got section 31. And that's when we got a cloaking device on the defiant and uh, you know, Lots of little things that, uh, I you know I like DS9. You know, to please don't think I'm I'm crapping on DS9 because I I love Good. the show because it's my favorite Trek series. <laughs> uh, you know, and and you're not alone. Uh, there are a lot of people that think it's that that say it's their favorite. There's a lot of people that think it's the best. It is neither my favorite nor do I think it's the best. But I still I think it's probably maybe one of the best made. Mm. But the fact that it just goes, you know what? screw everything that star trek has been up till now we're going to do it our way
2: that's why i and like it, it, it i know it, it breaks, breaks the mold and as you it say does. this whole this whole thing of it said uh, you know the whole um section 31 and the said to fight having a cloak in the bus it really it adds again it adds more complex it adds more interesting complexity to our discussion so you know it's not just a case of like right, federation not allowed to use it right they didn't okay that's great because you know, it's like, well, hang on a second. They did this and this, and technically they shouldn't have done, but they still did it
1: anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we get, and, and as, as you all mentioned, uh, you know, Discovery comes along, and then we find out that Section 31 has been using cloaking devices since, what, the Neolithic era? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, I, and this <laughs> is my big problem with Section 31. I, I don't mind the Federation having a Black Ops section. That's perfectly fine. That that made total sense. Mm. It was the retcon that Section 31 has been around since the beginning of the Federation and answers to no one and does whatever the hell they want.
2: I, I, cause you've got to think as well, You f- even further back to Discovery, you've got to think of Enterprise Season 4 mm-hmm. with Malcolm. That as yep. well was technically Section 31. And yeah, so it's, yeah.
0: It... I wonder if Section 31 sabotaged... The Pegasus mission,
1: so that normal Starfleet couldn't have it. Maybe. Who knows? And that's and that's my problem with it is
0: you have to make head to make it fit.
1: Exactly, and 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 you have to start inserting it everywhere and anywhere, and, and they keep
0: you... adding to it and making it worse. Because it was mm-hmm. it wasn't great when you had it in DS Nine. It had elements in the Next Gen hidden. Um enterprise added to it more and then you had thick layers on it with discovery and it's a bit like okay now it's got ott now
2: it's yeah you, you, well, you know it's like, you know and it's like how how kind of sloan appeared on the station i think you said to me earlier on so like, oh, i probably was on a coke ship or something wasn't it you know but surely if coke said it like coke was kind of Around at the time, sure. Because I'm trying to remember back to DS9. I don't know if they even considered. Did they even consider that a possibility when Stone first appeared? No. Did they even, did they even say, "Oh, yeah, maybe he maybe came from a cloaked ship or
0: something"? Nope. That that would that wouldn't be Star Trek of that time, of the late 90s, where it's like, no, it's just just you would. They wouldn't write that in. They would. Just, I think again, it's the thing you want to keep that mystery. So we're not even going to go into it because we're just going to make it mystical.
2: <laughs> even though when you think about it, you really should have considered it because cloaking technology had already been introduced into Star Trek at that point. But whatever, you know.
1: <laughs> well, but I yeah. don't. I don't think you know. The, the thing about Sloan is, you know, he's yeah, he's supposed to be mysterious. But given the amount of traffic going in and out of Deep Space Nine, it's not. I mean, it is not in any way beyond belief that someone nobody knows is coming, that nobody is looking for, that nobody even would recognize if they were looking for him. You know, came on board the ship, sure. uh, you know, m- uh, you know, just change a, a, a manifest here, uh, you know, uh, move something from column A to column B, column B there uh, with the, their resources. That's, you know, he probably would just walked in in plain sight, but yeah, all of the and- paperwork was not reflective of who he really is or anything like because that it's
2: something like that it's about the it's, a, it's about the appearance isn't it sometimes it's like you know oh, I seem you know seem like all oh, kind of I'm always around I can I know everything and it's like oh how did I get here it's like yeah you just came in you just did this this and this it's making you seem it's making you seem more powerful than you actually are mm-hmm. and that could be much more effective so but yeah it's yeah I mean you know I said re-listen to the ep- that old episode I think my perspective on it has changed somewhat like I said I think I think in some ways, I think you know, the federation should, but I, I think really it comes, at a, it could come at a too higher price. As you said, you had sixty years of peace, you know, thousands died. I mean, yes, technically it was the Romulans' fault. I think you know, and I think probably the federation saw what had happened and thought, hmm, yeah, th- th- that th- this is this is what's caused it, and the f- cloaking technology maybe isn't as as, as that safe. So, well, also,
1: did, well, OK, I just I just have to stop you there, because if we're going to if we're going to use that write up of the of the, the Tomek incident.
0: Jamie, yeah, Jamie, I'm not I don't believe that anymore. Right? So we're now going for the Pearl Harbor Starfleet scenario, I think, kind of yeah. that sort of thing, rather than that story, because oh, that I
1: story makes was. no sense. So I Well, would... there, there was also one other thing about that incident is that nobody died but the Romulans. Everybody that was listed as dead was already dead from other. It was was just the Romulans. Yeah, there was all the 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 outposts that were destroyed. Sounds like a secret attack to me. Well, all the outposts that were destroyed were rigged to put out false life signs, and all of the people that quote unquote died in the in the incident were already dead.
2: I see. I didn't know that. In other
1: secret things. Uh, Yeah.
2: Like, uh, that, that's uh, that why makes,
1: i was like i do not want to read this book i was gonna say yeah, that <laughs> makes
2: that makes the whole thing even like even less sense right okay forget what i just said then go on <laughs> what you sign, saying yeah
0: Jamie, starfleet pearl harbor yes right got it yes <laughs> what, what are you saying <laughs> they should have done they should have signed it out of
2: uh yeah i mean as you say ugh. I, well, yeah, I mean, because it gave you it said, it gave the Federation 60 years of peace, except with the Romulans. So that's not necessarily a bad thing at all. And I think the price would have been too high if they hadn't signed it.
0: I think they had to. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, OK, we screwed up. Yeah, no, we won't do it again. No, we won't do it again. We, no, we haven't got a Section 31. That's just, <laughs> a, that's just a paragraph. It's nothing to be afraid <laughs> of. They're not going to do anything with it.
2: Well, you, you know, you would have said something like Section 31. I mean, if no one had ever heard of them, you'd just say, well, we just made it up.
0: And I, I think just... that Starfleet's proven on more than one occasion they are a set of bureaucrats. And I think that red tape would have got in the way, which is why they signed it. Mm. They love sitting around desks and just discussing things endlessly mm-hmm. and then going, oh, no, we'll play it safe. We won't do that. Oh, you we'll f- just yeah. we'll sign this bit of paper and it will go f- away.
2: Got to, yeah, got, that's actually that's actually very true because you've got to think about the prime directive I mean when that was first created it had what probably a couple of clauses and the amount of subheadings and subclauses that probably got added to over the centuries from like was probably astronomical like amount of talking that was done probably to that would have been yeah
0: just don't look behind the sofa whatever you do just don't look behind the sofa because there's things you don't <laughs> want to see <laughs> Oh, what's Unless that? you're looking oh, for the cat device. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <or> the dolphins.
2: <laughs> so do we? Do we? Do we think the Federation should have any cloaking technology at all?
0: The problem is that's a very grey area. That's the whole mm. debate of this thing because you've got Section Thirty-One. So by
1: logic, logic, they use it anyhow. Mm. Yeah, I think so, it's, it's clear they do have it, <laughs> or they can get it when they need it. So
0: it's it's like a false pretense. Mm. But it, again, that's why I think it's deton.
2: Oh, the Romulans. Yeah, because yeah. it's a
0: bit like kind of oh well, it's the um like the friends thing. You know, they're kind of oh they know because we know because they know. It's that mm. whole crap. So it's like, oh yeah, we'll sign this bit of paper and we have vague bit of peace until our world blows up, and then we'll freely use cloaking because why not? Because you're not there anymore. Because later on in over time,
1: it just went, yeah, we're just using it now. Just yeah, you just whatever. I mean, There's yeah, pulling... that could just. Sorry, go on, Mick. Well, I, 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 it's it's also a matter of having the ability to enforce. Mm. You know, so by you know by the time of of uh of the the, the Romulan supernova, the, you know, Federation was like, what are you gonna do?
0: <laughs> it's so it's a very hard question to actually answer. Should they or shouldn't they have? Because it's kind yeah. of it kind of is a no point because if they have actually got it, and I think that's what we didn't realize seven years ago is that. Yeah.
2: And the fact is, it, we've seen it can be used, be used for both um, good and bad things.
0: Yeah, all those duck blinds.
2: Yeah. So it can be used positively
0: and or those negatively. horribly yeah. designed hollow ships. Oh, <laughs> who designed you design? uh, just, that? Oh, that, just, you want a box? Well, we give you a box.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So in answer to our question, well, they're all using it anyway. So it's kind of an old point but there's 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 arguments for both sides i
0: I think
2: i I think that part of it yes i think they should have done you know yeah definitely
0: yeah um yeah but it did does it like a bit of paper (laughs) well i mean
1: a treaty is only as you know is only as good as the as the people that it applies to and at the time that the uh the concept was created the federation was uh, a paragon in the galaxy and since 1969 um writers have chipped away at that paragoninity uh and eroded it and altered it for better or for worse depending on your opinion uh have made the federation more human Uh, and stolen the utopia and turned it into what they think the future will be as opposed to what we wanted the future to be, if that makes any sense. People, okay, I'm I'm not saying this the way it's, it's in my head, the words are jumbling up. I, I'm, I'm trying to avoid the words Roddenberry's vision because I know that that's a that's a, a, an overused thing that not, hardly anybody really understands, and I'm not saying I do. I'm not putting myself up as any Roddenberry expert by any stretch. Um, but in the in the broad strokes, Gene Roddenberry wanted to create a future that showed humanity at its best. Whether or not that was literally what would happen, he wanted to show what could happen if we made it. And, you know, yeah, Roddenberry was an incredibly flawed human being, and there was a lot of stuff that, you know, that he supported that is problematic now. But overall, he was trying to show us a a future of positivity and optimism and, uh, you know, The the problems that we face are being faced by other cultures because we've gotten past it. And it's our job now to help them get through it. Um, And almost minutes after (laughs) he died, most of the writers working on Star Trek went, yay, we're done with that crap now, and started altering it. Some of it I agree with, some of it I don't. I'm not putting on a blanket (laughs) You know, statement that writers have ruined Star Trek since you know 1991. Um, that's not what I'm saying at all. That's a very pacific
0: day. Hmm. That's a very pacific that a yeah. Uh, didn't he die in 91? I think
1: it was yeah. It was start of uh, see, I think it was I, like season I,
2: five. Uh, yeah, October I did, I, of 91. I didn't get the
1: yeah. Okay. I I I still remember the day. I uh, I was I was working on a show in Texas. Uh, we were uh waiting for the bus to but it was it was i was in the air force at the time we were waiting for the bus to take us to the the venue uh and it was a cold texas morning and one of my co-workers was reading usa today and this was you know before the internet and any of that stuff and and uh and he just said oh look gene roddenberry croaked and i had no idea he was even sick so it was like a it was like a kick in the gut nobody knew what a start what a huge star trek fan i was uh just never came up um so i, I remember that day very clearly um, um this is a bit that you don't
0: like rick but i wouldn't remember cuz i was one
1: yeah i figured <laughs> <laughs>
2: I was too, not that it would make a
0: difference. But, you know. <laughs> just Rick sitting there going, I know what I'm going to hear soon, I know I'm going to hear it again. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm used to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my my yeah, mind but... just didn't put two and two together, so okay, that makes sense. I, th- I think it's one of those cases where it's one of these treaties that gets out of date the second it's written. Yeah, And as time yeah. went on, because I think that's why it was circulated to ships rather than anything else, because it wasn't small enough to go into mines and whatnot, although Enterprise again screwed that up because it was shown in mines in Enterprise, but at that point it wasn't made, yeah. produced. So it's, yeah, it's maybe, I think again that's something else that came from the last one. Maybe it should have been renegotiated, but maybe that would have hurt her Federation again.
2: Possibly. Quite well, possibly, but... Yeah as you say, they're already using it anyway, so it really just shows how kind of irrelevant and out of date the treaty was at that later point. You know, at the, I think at the time, it, you know, it kind of, it, it, it did serve its purpose and in some ways maybe it still does. I said it does because I think also in there it was about like, the Romulans wouldn't come back on that that side of the board. I think that was part of it as well, wasn't it?
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
2: to maintain the peace. So that part of it probably, you know, that part of it I think is, is still valid and relevant i think it's just the whole cloaking part of it which i think is iffy
1: well again it's it's kind of like what we're seeing with like uh marvel and dc movies or even going back to tolkien where uh you know tolkien wrote a, a a fun little story for his 11 year old niece uh the hobbit and then it became this huge hit and publishers went you need to write more of this stuff, but for grown ups and then he had to kind of do some serious retconning to take this children's book and turn it into something that adults would like uh you know comic movies they're having to bend over backwards to take some of these ludicrous origin stories and costumes and and you know character names and stuff and make them something that a twenty first century audience will sit will you know will enjoy uh, t o s Had, you know, had some stuff that was put in there because it was 1960s science fiction (laughs) television uh, that they they never thought that there would be any need to further flesh out anything they did. (laughs) So just saying, okay, all the bad guys use cloaks. We're the good guys. So (laughs) we don't, uh, you know, that was enough, you know, because this was also, you know, the same the same show where. (laughs) you've got two ships that are thousands of kilometers apart and Spock turns on a siren and they hear it, you know, they, they weren't sweating the details too much on this show.
0: Yeah. And now we're trying to, there was no, no repeats. There was no, everyone looking at every um, screen cap.
1: Right. Well, there, there, you know, we got to see it one more time, you know, it would air in, in, September, October, November, December, and then, or, uh, oh God, I can't remember what the, what the the, 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 it would, it would go through like April, and then they would rerun, so you would, you would get to see an episode twice. And then we had the novelizations in the, in the early 70s by the James Blish novelizations, but even those weren't always accurate, because Blish was, are you familiar with those? What a, what a, the, uh, um, Author the author James Blish got was was tasked to novelize TOS. Okay. Um, and but what he was given he was given not the shooting script but the the you know the final draft, which wasn't always what got filmed. Uh or and it definitely wasn't always what got released after editing. Uh so this this was you know I I've read I I collected these books as a kid there were twelve of them. Um, I, you know, I still remember I was like eight years old and found my first one in a, in a, a a drugstore, um, chemist for, for (laughs) y'all. Um, it was on the, on the rack of paperbacks and I didn't know they existed. And I was like, mommy, 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 buy me this book. And, you know, I still have it somewhere. Um, I have all of them in a box somewhere. Um, but, uh, you know, we couldn't rewatch them because we didn't have the internet. We didn't have VCRs, any of that stuff. So that's how I read, you know, how I memorized every episode of tos and then later would find out that oh this scene never made it to, to to the you know to to be filmed or or on you know on screen or got or got cut or got altered or whatever um so you know it, it's it's an interesting thought experiment to try to flesh these things out but as you said then we you know when we get every show enterprise retconned a bunch of stuff in ways that doesn't necessarily work um but you know at that point rick berman was more interested in in jolene blaylock as getting as naked as possible on the screen and couldn't care less about what the stories were saying um
2: that's true particularly in the first two seasons of, of hmm. enterprise definitely season three and four not as much it was well l- yeah it, they toned it down, thankfully. Not to mm-hmm. say Johnny Blacklock isn't gorgeous, but, you know. No, no, no. T'Pol is more than just sex on legs, you know.
1: Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> did we ever get a scene where Reed and and, uh, and Trip had to slather decon gel all over each other? No. No. <laughs> so, there you go. Anyway. You I got a flux? <laughs>
0: <laughs> just saying. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. yeah,
2: What what you were were saying, Rick? Yeah.
1: Uh, I just think you know we're we're trying to put together a jigsaw puzzle that has uh, two thousand pieces pieces that are all the same color and they aren't all from the same puzzle.
2: (laughs) I said I think the conclusion we kind of come to is it's you know it's a it's a tricky thing and like there's 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 both both kind of sides of argument have merit and it just it all really just does depend on the circumstances or the person or whatever's going on. And as you say, if they're already using it anyway, then the treaty in some ways is ineffective. It's irrelevant, as you say. It it maybe needs updating possibly in some way. Who knows? But I, I I think one thing I can be certain of for myself, at least in my opinion, is I think them signing it was the right thing to do, at least at that time. That's one thing I can say for certain, which I think...
1: That's a slight change of opinion since last time,
2: Jamie. It is, I know, I
1: know, yes. I I concur. I I think that, uh, as with most treaties, um, it was was a way to end the bloodshed. Mm. And I'm sure that it probably stuck in a few craws, but if it meant, you know, interstellar war is not, inexpensive even if you're not talking money Yeah, you know the resources necessary to wage an interstellar war exactly. are staggering
2: yeah you got to think of you know uh, people's lives that are lost for start mm-hmm. being the most most valuable thing and obviously things like you know, as you say ships being destroyed as well so yeah definitely
0: i think the quote that sprung to mind for me is um the quote that pretty much says a treaty is a is something that works for neither side and neither side is happy i can't quite find the quote but it's that sort of quote where it's i like, know what
1: you're talking about yeah i, I can't remember I can't, who said it but
0: but it's when no one's actually happy with it so everyone's just gone ahead and just signed it but actually neither sounds happy mm. and i think that's what happened here it's just like rum kind of yeah, we don't really want to sign this thing but whatever and the federation was saying sitting behind their desk going, Oh, it doesn't really work for us, but it, well, it's it's gonna stop the end of this war. Hopefully, it will stop the next yeah. one.
2: And and you gotta you gotta think as well. You gotta you've gotta got think because the other thing you gotta think of as well is we're looking at this from uh, not just from when they signed it but from a future standpoint you've got to think of those that signed it at the time they weren't thinking oh i wonder what's going to happen 100 years into the future that like they didn't think about oh we're going to be in another massive war this species called the dominion they never heard of the dominion it's like they're thinking of the here and now what's best for their people so what's for the federation what's best for them and etc so they're thinking of just in the moment what is best so you've also got to kind of look at it from that, that perspective as well.
0: They did actually have an opportunity to re-sign it. They could have done it, and I can't believe I'm going to make this reference because it's, my God, why. They could have done it on Nimbus Road. They could have done it there, maybe. They could have. Yeah. That's probably, probably not the greatest planet to do it on, but that might have been a good occasion to go and um to redo it. I don't know but it's yeah it's an interesting debate and I think there's no real solid answer No.
1: Nah. I think sorry i'm I'm trying now I'm trying to find that that quote <laughs> <laughs> about a good compromise is when both parties leave unhappy it, it's supposedly been- uh, been attributed to Churchill but there's no verification on that
0: it's, it's just yeah it's just sprung to mind it's just like that is very true, and that just mm-hmm. sounds like Starfleet in a nutshell, just kind of, <laughs> exactly. hey, you're so, right, and sign you know, it. Have it's, you kind, kind of come weird. to a, probably
2: a similar conclusion as us, I think, haven't you?
1: Sorry, say that again.
2: Um, <laughs> probably kind of come to a similar conclusion as us, I think, haven't you? Kind of like, you know, it's, it, there's no real answer to it, is there?
1: <laughs> well, I, the, the problem I'm having with this is we don't know what the situation was at Algeron. <laughs> and so we're kind of you know making assumptions True. uh that's not the federation, information mm-hmm. yeah you know if, if the federation was coming at it from a point of weakness then it makes perfect sense if the romulans romulans were like all right we'll stop killing you because you know clearly they 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 had to have been close to defeat as well because the romulans would not give up no, no. if if they were winning yeah no, um, I mean,
2: yeah particularly with the um the earth romulan war definitely because like the romulans had not only tactical advantage of cloaked ships but also more ships and oh well you know higher warp speed
1: mm-hmm. so um, they, yeah <clears throat> so you know if that's the if that's the the situation that you know the romulans are are more are stronger but, you know, for for whatever reason, they they don't want they, you know, they can't afford to keep this going anyway. Uh, you know, and we're assuming this was a major part of the treaty. It may have been just, you know, one little thing in the Federation was like, we weren't going to anyway. So sure, why not? Uh, you know, and, and then later it went, hey, that was a dumb idea. Um, or if we're you know, if we're going to put the, the, the lens of Section 31 over it, they may have been saying, sign the treaty. We're already working on this um you well, know if you go so, by
0: discovery they already had it
1: yeah. yeah so you know it may it you know put up a fight pretend you don't want to give it up but then just <laughs> um which the question is did they get
0: something out, out of it instead did they get some planet that they desperately wanted
1: well, we I got the neutral is. zone we got no, that, we got the that that's that's the imp, the 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 implication i i take from all of it is uh the the establishment of the neutral zone
2: that what what from the treaty, treaty of algeron
1: yeah
2: correct me from wrong but wasn't the the neutral zone already set up because mm. it, <laughs> it was referenced in balance of terror i believe and in enterprise well again I, it's is sketchy because i'm I'm going off of the 150 years of the federation book i don't know if you've ever read that at all rick um uh
1: no i haven't no, um.
2: <laughs> that, that again, it's tricky, because obviously, you know, but that's when, and I'll sp- put this in speech marks, that was when it was established at the end of the Formula More in 2160. That was when it was first established.
1: Yeah, but that was previous to Balance of Terror.
2: But it still would have been earlier than 2311,
1: though, wouldn't it? Oh, 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 the neutral zone. Uh, well, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, is that is is that book canon? Is that book considered like?
2: Uh, do you think it is sorry? Who wrote it? A uh, guy called David A. Goodman.
1: Then no. no. no, no. <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> I, and I'm not. I'm not being dismissive. I'm sure it's a wonderful book. Um,
2: it, it really is, actually. It's a, it's a wonderful read.
1: Um, and I've heard of it, and I, I just, I just have never managed to get my hands on it. But like even books written by like Mike Okuda, like the 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 uh, magnificent Star Trek Encyclopedia, which is written by Mike and Denise Ocuda. Um, who, you know, you can't be much more of a Star Trek insider than them. Mm. Uh, they said some of this, you know, they, they gave a, a give a canon disclaimer that canon is in the eye of the beholder in the book. Mm. Um, so. You know, there's stuff in there that was canon until it wasn't. <laughs> so, so so but the, the neutral
2: zone. So if we if we ignore I personally don't myself, but if we do ignore that book, then we, would be the neutral zone would be effectively established. It was first referenced it's,
0: it's, in TOS. Um, there's not much on memory about the neutral zone either. I've checked on neutral zone and neutral no. zone treaty, and no one has any idea about either of them really. So we can't yeah, really I say. For
1: sure. well, yeah, and I, I'm just inferring. I I have no no mm. you know I'm not <laughs> saying that yes the neutral zone was established by the treaty of Algeron. God damn it. No, I'm, I'm just uh, sorry. I I
2: just I, I just I was I just think to myself it was earlier than that but as you say, I, I thought i thought that was when it was it was earlier on so that was that was a mistake on my part so i well,
1: apologize just, for that <laughs> oh no no it just it just to me it seems logical that something like a neutral zone would be the result of a war yeah
2: exactly nothing well that's what that's what again i know it's only a bit but that's what the book is it's like that that's what it, it says oh yeah this was established due to that and it hadn't been broken in uh, hundred years not until tls so even if you don't consider it canon it does fit very nicely and it does make sense
1: but is that saying that the treaty of algeron was yeah. after that
2: <laughs> yes it was yeah. uh yeah 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 it would yeah I'm trying to think how, how far the
1: book goes ahead. I'm well, wasn't code. the tri- okay? Wait, okay. So, uh, <laughs> all right. Let me, I, and I'm not. I'm not trying to be argumentative. I, I, I may be operating on a false assumption. I assume that the Treaty of Aldron was what ended the Romulan, the the, the Federation Romulan War, right?
0: This is reminding me of remember uh, secondary school um, learning about Cold War treaties. No, um, <laughs> was it that one? Was it Salt One or Salt Two? I can't quite oh, yeah. remember. Was it that or the first one or the second one? I don't know. This this reminds
2: me of. something well, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking? I'm thinking of the first. I don't know if there was more than one, but I'm thinking of the very first conflict between Earth and Romulans in the in the mid 2150s.
1: I thought that was the only one.
2: <laughs> then that is the one I'm referring to. Yes, <laughs> um, but no, it, no, because the Treaty, treaty of algeron was 2311, so it was a lot later. So I didn't. Um,
0: my point of view on this okay. is i don't care because it got signed at some point and as rick established said <laughs> no one knew anything about anything in that period of time in in
1: canon so yeah who i'm cares? I curious really <clears> just <throat> excuse, <me.
0: clears throat>
1: excuse me sorry i'm things not i'm not interrupting i'm happened. choking to death <laughs> <clears throat> excuse me where where does that where, <laughs> and i'm i'm i'm, I'm curious what where, where where is that chronology from And I I mean, I don't mean like from that book, where are they getting this, that there was the war and then the treaty came a hundred years later or whatever?
2: Oh, um, what, what in terms of, um, what from the book or where did they get that information from? Yeah. Um, I think it was, trying to think, again, I I think some of it probably, probably comes from some of the books. I think because obviously Enterprise, they did, um. They did a series of books on Enterprise, and I think it probably comes from that. That would be my okay. best guess. But again, okay. I know that's sketchy with the whole is books canon kind of thing. Yeah. We've gone way off topic here. <laughs> <laughs> but as, as – so I think really
1: – Have you ever it, listened to my show? Hmm? Tangents are my bread and butter. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. It, it, this whole thing, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's like, <laughs> and as Simon said, there's not really any information on memory alpha, so – who knows that yeah. that's when I always believe the neutral zone was set up that time. And then it was broken in balance of terror. And then the treaty of Algeron came later, but that, but I'm, I said, I'm, I'm getting that information based off of, of Star Trek books, which, and that's a sketchy area for Canon anyway, as we've, as we said before. So I think, oh, I'm just, I see. I think i okay. just confused
1: things. No, no, no. I, I, I see what you're saying. I, I was of the, belief that all you know, that the, the, the treaty was at the end of the Romulan War and that the Federation didn't have cloaking devices because they didn't think of it. <laughs>
2: mm. Ah, okay, I got to yeah, yeah. Nah, I think something like I said, from when I was talking about the Treaty of Adron, you're looking at almost what, a hundred and well, almost a couple of hundred or a couple of centuries, I suppose. So but well,
1: science- let, me, let me just say, I've said this every time I've come on your show, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say it again. Go Because because I, I this is one of my one of the reasons why I I will never say no to you guys. Um, as nerdy as I am, as I've been a a, a Star Trek slash science fiction podcaster for over a dozen years now, I don't get to do deep nerdy dives like I do with you guys anywhere else. <laughs>
0: We get this often. We really do get that often. The psychives <laughs> also comes on here and just sits there going, oh my God, you let me talk away forever about nonsense. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I have dug out that damn book because I got bored <laughs> of you two arguing. There is an insert.
2: We won't argue. We're having a passionate discussion. Yes.
0: <laughs> I got bored. So I thought I'm going to with this by you look at the damn book being discussed. Go on. Go on. And it says... So this is opposite page from near the end after the Battle of Sharon. Yeah. Excerpt from the Romulan Earth Peace Treaty takes away territory Romulus had acquired during war and more specifically establishes terms of the neutral zone. The borders of which would not be violated by either side of, for a century. Um. And I don't know if you want me to read it or not. Can do if you want to.
1: Which book? This is the hundred and fifty. Yeah. Year- okay
0: page 88 for anyone interested although i know you're not just who is anymore <laughs> the state of war between romulus and earth is determined is from the date on which the present treaty comes into force between romulus and earth concerned as provided for, for in article 23 what is it with articles Earth recognizes the full sovereignty of the Romulan people over Romulus and its territorial territorial space. I don't like that word. Territory. Article 2. Fortunately, there's only parts D. Romulus recognizes the independence of Denobula, renounces all rights, title, and claim to Nobler. Romulus renounces all rights, titles of Er Er Eldron and Glaudoncourt. Romulus and Earth renounce all claims to any spatial sp- uh, sp- bodies discovered within space to find in Appendix uh, A as the neutral zone. Further, Romulus and Earth agree that violations of the borders of the area to neutral zone would be considered as abrogations of this agreement. I don't know what we are at this, this point and what we're discussing because I've <laughs> lost <laughs>
2: interesting that the, the name Alderon is actually mentioned in that treaty, which I thought was interesting. But yeah, um, I, I don't know if that clears things up or anything, Rick.
1: Does nah. <laughs> no. Well, I know. Did, did, it, did it establish the neutral zone? Yeah. Yes, it I, did. Yeah. But that was but that was not the Treaty of Alderon. No. Okay.
2: <laughs> not to my knowledge, anyway. No.
1: Okay. Fine <laughs> by me. <laughs> I, I honestly, I, I don't know.
0: I, I still don't care because it's fictional and it's two treaties that <laughs> didn't actually happen. Well, yeah. The, the thing's happened at some point and... I, but you I could don't... just
2: argue, well, why are we discussing fictional things at all then, and Star Trek? Why do we do a podcast then?
0: <laughs> because it's fun.
2: There we go. And this is what this has been as well. This has been fun as well.
1: So. Absolutely.
2: Well, at least, for, at least for us too,
1: Rick. At least yeah, for us I'm, being, I'm you know... I'm, you know <laughs> next time have we have me on and we'll we'll get into what kind of bolts go into putting a warp core together i'll i'll be glad to get down to that level of uh, minutiae too
0: <laughs> i did that once
2: <laughs>
1: yeah describing we
0: have... how warp engines work that was fun fun oh
2: yeah yeah
0: that was long ago as well actually
2: that was very that was a long time ago yeah
0: that was hard work <laughs>
2: So yeah, um, I'm confused
0: now because I don't know what just happened. I don't know (laughs) what that whole 20 minutes was about.
2: (laughs) Well, I'm the one I'm the one editing it, so you don't have to worry about listening to it. So you know, you can you can block it from your memory if you
0: want. I say I I didn't care from the word it started coming up because just yeah, and I still don't care. Like it's yeah, it's a treaty that signed something and something.
2: So is there anything more we want to say about poking technology or the treaty of Alderaan? Uh,
1: I think we've gone farther into it than we probably should have. So. <laughs> probably.
2: I think we've had a good all rounded discussion. Exactly. And we may have educated some people possibly as well about, it, about the whole thing about the neutral Sign and when it was established or maybe not. Who knows?
1: <laughs> and maybe helped some others get to sleep if they were having trouble. Yes. Yeah. I was about to say probably
0: bored <laughs> a whole lot of other people too, but yes. <laughs> including myself
1: (laughs) (laughs) that i call this day a success
2: (laughs) so rick where can people find you
1: uh you can find me on the newly created infinite potato alliance uh on my show starbase 66 which is my main show of uh star trek and science fiction and fantasy and horror, all all that kind of stuff. Uh, also, Open the Iris, which is my Stargate SG-1 watch-through podcast. We're halfway through season five now. Um, you can find me on That Star Trek podcast or also That Super fun, Fan Talk podcast. Uh, and just about anywhere else, someone leaves the back door open long enough for me to sneak in. Any valuable mic. Yipper. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh So, yeah, we hope you've enjoyed this episode, guys, and that we didn't bore you too much, particularly the last, maybe, as Simon said, 15, 20 minutes. But, uh, um, yeah,
1: thank you very much for for coming on, Rick. Thank you for having me. It was a blast. I'm (laughs) always happy to come and visit you guys. And you guys are coming to see me soon because I've got a new show, (laughs) which I forgot to mention, called The Prime Direction, which is people's Star Trek stories. And so uh, I'm going to have you all on very soon. Yes, you are. look forward to it
2: definitely same pair that's all i got <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, we'll be back again soon guys for another episode bye
0: bye
1: jolan true